Welcome to the Nifty Show. This is going to be a very different experience for those of you that are watching this episode as opposed to listening to this episode. Because if you're listening to this episode, you are very well acquainted with, with who I am. But if you're watching this episode, you're going to wonder, well, who is, who is this, this handsome yellow devil that is taking over the screen? And the answer to that is that uh, my name is Riles, and I'm here to solo host the Nifty Show for the next month. Um, Joel and Travis are both taking a break for their own reasons. I believe Joel is having a, a very nice time on the cruise out on the ocean. Uh, not sure what Travis is doing. I, he's doing a lot. Uh, anyway, I'm here to talk to you today about metaverses and digital identities. You see, the term metaverse is getting thrown around a lot these days as we're desperately exploring the potential value in this concept of an immersive digital space. Of course, we're encountering lots of problems as we go about this exploration. The biggest problem to me seems to be that every metaverse is siloed. And we already knew that this sort of thing was going to happen when blockchains are just as siloed. Interoperability has become a huge word because we have all of these closed off chambers that are separated from each other, that can't interact with each other, and we all want to be able to connect across them. But in the vast majority of cases, the creation of a metaverse doesn't include consideration of this need to connect outside, which means that many metaverses are attempting to position themselves as the de facto that will eventually become a monopoly. Now, I want to explore the definition of the term metaverse a little bit before we get into this. Um, Merriam-Webster, I believe, and I'm paraphrasing a, a little, marks it as an immersive digital experience uh, in which to interact with other people, which I don't have to tell you that that concept is nothing new, that Second Life and other sort of real world alternatives have existed for a long time. But my suggestion is that there is not all that much difference between the concept of a metaverse that most people have and the reality of the internet. I'm merely suggesting that the internet as a whole has effectively morphed into the definitive metaverse. It even fits the definition, unless you want to split hairs. Maybe it's a matter of opinion, but in my opinion, having a three-dimensional visual environment in which to do all of the things that you're already doing doesn't seem all that worthy of its own phenomenon, not despite all of the progress that we've made with virtual reality. After all, how often do you really want to put on a, a bulky headset? We're all in the metaverse already, and there are some concrete ways in which this is coming about, which this is evidence. For example, and this is the other main topic of the day, is the subject of digital identities. Consider the following. Every single person who has any sort of online presence has cultivated their own digital identity, and they have done this with a combination of the conscious and the subconscious. All of us take advantage of the opportunity that we have to carefully tailor every message that we put out into the world on Facebook, on Twitter, on any social platform, on Discord, rather than simply reacting with the limited time that we have between our brains receiving new information and then formulating words to respond to that information. In other words, everyone already has a digital identity that is not a true one-to-one 
duplication of who they really are. I'm not accusing anyone of being inauthentic. Not at all. We all know that we're playing in a different sandbox than if we were interacting face to face. But there are some interesting consequences that have come about as the result of the proliferation of digital identities and everybody having one. One such is an underground phenomenon that originated primarily in Japan. It's got a bit of a cringy name, if you'll ask me. I still cringe every time I hear somebody use the word VTubers. It's supposed to be short for virtual YouTuber. That is to say, somebody who's appearing to be a fictional character in order to engage with an audience in a way that's perhaps more interesting than if they were showing off their real face. And supposedly that's that involves a requirement of producing things on YouTube, but hell, even I'm not doing that. I'm, I'm, I'm here just talking to you on, on all the platforms that we're podcasting on. Now, the question is, why did this come about? How have we ended up cultivating things to this degree? In my opinion, it's, it's rather simple. Once people realized that they were able to decide exactly who they could be online, the metaverse began taking root. And now the internet that you're living on is more sensational or more fantastic than it's ever been. And make no mistake, all of us are living on the internet to some degree. That whole concept of the metaverse being a place where you live and work and play is coming true in an incredibly literal fashion. I, I'm certainly living on the internet uh, probably about half as much, uh, probably about the same level that I'm living off of the internet. And it's going to be different for every person. That said, the legacy internet, that is the internet before Web3, is actually ahead in this regard. The, the relationship, the contrast here between the legacy internet and Web3 is, is really interesting because the internet, the legacy internet, already has all of these cultivated digital identities in a more advanced fashion due to people like me who have put this much effort into creating a persona and presenting as that persona to everyone else for the sake of the messages that we want to convey and the aesthetics that we appreciate. Whereas Web3 has had this enormous phenomenon of prefabricated digital identities. That's what all of those one-of-one -one profile picture NFT projects have been all along. And people who have been making those projects have been using the term digital identity. But it's been very interesting to watch that evolve because there's no doubt from observing how people have been interacting with those projects that people do want interesting digital identities to adopt. But the reality of it tends to be that unless somebody is repping themselves with a board ape or a crypto punk or something that's equally in absurd demand and of absurd value, that people tends to hop from prefab digital identity to prefab digital identity. And at that point, I wonder how much of a digital identity that really is as opposed to just the profile picture. I, I don't know. I'm not suggesting that these things are illegitimate. Hey, if you enjoy whatever profile picture you enjoy repping yourself with it at the time, go for it. Nobody's holding you to any rules. Nobody has any expectations of you. Although the establishment and formation and consistency of a digital identity is probably consistent, probably contingent rather, 
on the consistency of that digital identity. In other words, I'm suggesting that perhaps the way that digital identities are being sold to us in the metaverse now may not be serving us as well as we would like to think. Every single buzzword that we develop in Web3 has to undergo these stages of maturity. And the first stage of maturity is nothing but hype. It's all, oh, this thing sounds so awesome. And I sure feel smart talking about digital identities because it's so polysyllabic, just like that word. I, I'm sorry, I have a problem with polysyllabic, polysyllabic words sometimes. They're just a lot of fun to use. I, I don't think I'm special in that regard. It's just a quirk, okay? Anyway, all of this to say that just as in various ways I have been demanding that people advocate for themselves more, demand more out of their NFTs, demand more out of the games that they play. Maybe it's time for us to demand more out of our digital identities. I'm sure that one of the ways that we can easily do this is by lending more supports to projects that have more customizable avatars. There's certainly nothing wrong with the prefab approach that people are taking. And it is cool to see the internet and the metaverse as a whole morph into this much more diverse cast of incredibly colorful and strange characters. There is no singular message that's coming out of this. Uh, my goal is, as it has been from the start, to get you thinking, to get you thinking about what the metaverse really is, to get you thinking about what you're doing with digital identity, and perhaps to show you a bit of what's possible. I know I didn't talk a, a whole lot about NFTs specifically, but hopefully I've sowed some seeds that may lead to you to some interesting personal revelations. There's no particular products to shell in, no website to go to, no Twitter account to follow, unless you're not following me, which you should be following me at Riles Meta. But hey, just relax, enjoy, enjoy the absence of any advertisement of any kind. Leave us some positive reviews and keep it nifty. The